0: I want to talk to you about <laughs> brown teeth.
1: <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, my dad's here today hi it's your time to shine greg it is greg's time to shine
0: yeah yeah this is what you get when you're a parent that you know buys equipment and, you know suddenly <laughs> you have new friends that's true <laughs> he they let he, you do their podcast
1: he improved our sound so much that he is now our is now our fourth host honorary
0: plus they felt they needed an old man voice telling dad jokes And you know,
1: yeah and i think it was like was. what are we missing from the podcast and it's like you know dad jokes dad jokes Dad jokes are really <laughs> this is death actually i'm dana i'm sarah
0: i'm greg i have no idea why i'm here
1: (laughs) you i you could have said no when i asked you to come you're visiting
2: from north carolina Yeah, you're the
0: visitor yes my parents are in town from north carolina appreciate you uh, letting me in on this uh, you're
2: you're our first guest
0: that's true wow yeah (laughs) it's quite an honor now you have to tell us
1: all your scary stories
2: surprise oh, surprise you're balls, telling child. you're telling all the stories this
0: week
1: <laughs> oh yeah you do you have something prepared
0: uh absolutely
1: nothing <laughs> sarah was like sarah's like what what stories are you gonna tell and i was like well he remembers when manson happened right because you actually we're yeah. in la
2: okay you see the only reason i asked that is because it was late last night and I knew I had to have two stories ready, and I only had one, and I was like,
1: "You're like maybe I can get Greg to do it, maybe I can get
2: him to tell one." <laughs> but I still woke up this morning and wrote one anyway. So it's fine. yeah, no, so it all I worked got me out. Off
0: the hook, so. Thanks, Sarah. I, appreciate it.
1: <laughs> appreciate I her. do. I want somebody to know about the story though, because I think it's really cool that your sister used to like hang around with Tex. Tex
0: Watson, yeah. Yeah, she didn't hang around with him—not by any stretch.
1: Well, I—I I, it was like she was around <clears throat> she him, was and it was like I school. don't want to hang out with him because he's. Well, yeah, scary.
0: so I grew up in Simi Valley, California. Um, back when Simi and Santa Susana were kind of two separate little townships in the same valley, um, the uh, Spawn Ranch was just over the hill from Santa Susana, and it was a place that when I was a kid we used to ride our bicycles up and over to get to the San Fernando Valley, which is where all the cool stuff was happening. Because basically, Simi Valley is a bedroom community. Where there's absolutely nothing to do, like if God were going to give the world an enema, that's where he'd stick. To
1: <laughs> yeah, Simi Valley's still not great,
0: <laughs> really. So you know, it's it. It wasn't that she like really knew him. She said that when she was in high school, he would sit at the quad all day long because I guess he never went to classes because he was a psychopath. Nobody wanted him in there. Well, I but thought he was, was just, like an adult. He might have been a little older than her. In fact, he may have been out of high school. But she said that he would sit in the quad, and as people went by, he'd just stare at him real mean like he wanted to kill him.
1: Hmm. That was her
0: story. Hmm.
1: But she said that after everything happened. So it might have been like influenced a little bit by... It
0: may have been influenced a bit by that. But but you know, to a person, I knew all of her friends pretty yeah. well. And to a person, they all seemed, uh, seemed to think he was really weird. No, there was something
1: <laughs> where he like took too much of like a hallucinogen... And it, like, changed his personality a lot, and he, like, got real mean and weird. Yeah, that and... was the
0: story, too, although that was speculation. I'm yeah. sure that nobody really knew, but they knew that he was heavy into drugs, and mm-hmm. all of them were.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. All of them was... were
0: heavy into acid. It
1: was kind of the times, I feel like, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, whatever they get their hands on, they tag.
1: Yeah. It, like, opens your mind, man. So, I assume I'm starting, because you did the last one on the last episode, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. That makes sense, right? Let's go. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Either way. All right, so I realized we hadn't done a conspiracy yet, and I feel like we've advertised ourselves as if we do conspiracies, so I figured <laughs> I would change that. So this is the fluoride conspiracy. Um, I've never heard of this. Well, like, there's fluoride in the water. Like, have you heard of that at all? Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'll tell you about it, because you have been drinking fluoride for your entire life. I uh,
2: The only conspiracies I know about are, like... Paul McCartney's dead. He is. <laughs> he died a long time ago.
1: <laughs> Chemtrails. Chemtrails. I was, that was like my second choice was chemtrails. <laughs> but I was like, this one I don't know as much about. And also I'm like, chemtrails are fake. Like this one I was like, maybe there's something to it. There's not, there's not really, but you know. Okay. The anti-fluoride conspiracy has persisted around the world since the 1940s, citing government attempts to poison the populace and mandate individual healthcare decisions. Today it is largely correctly dismissed as a fringe anti-science belief, but there's still a vocal minority that insists that it, fluoride is a targeted effort to harm or control citizens.
2: Isn't there also a conspiracy where it's, like, um oxygen is, like, poisonous, too? It just takes,
1: like – Oh, yeah. I saw it on, like, a Tumblr post. Like, 80 are- years to kill you or whatever. Yeah. No. I, I read the thing. It was, like, oh, this is actually true. It's actually science. And I'm, like, no, it's not. Like, oxidation of cells is obviously, like, a thing, but it's not, like, what kills – like, it's stupid. <laughs> like, if anything, it's, like, your telomeres get really short and then you
2: start – Dana's like, a scientist and she thinks all your conspiracies are stupid. That's and she true. thinks you
0: all know what telomeres are. So there's that.
2: I don't know what that is. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you about it. The you next just don't want her to be short. <laughs> Dana and her father are very smart and I'm the oddball out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's all right. Don't let him, don't <laughs> him fool you with all of his miscellaneous <laughs> trivia.
0: Yeah. It doesn't mean anything.
1: <laughs> so it's only been within the last century that fluoride's use as a preventative of tooth decay has actually been understood. Uh, the discovery came after a dentist traveled to Colorado Springs and saw that many residents were walking around with discolored teeth. They were like stained, this dark brown mottled pattern. Wait, they told me they gave me like fluoride wash as a kid at the dentist. Yeah, like that stuff. Yeah, you brush your teeth with fluoride every day. Yeah, oh. but
0: not in amounts that these people were getting. Fluoride. Right, it was. Yeah. Flu- so fluoride
1: is good for your teeth, but we didn't always know that. So this was it was only discovered in like the like 1908. Um, that it had any effect on your teeth at all. So this guy in Colorado Springs uh, realized that the teeth were becoming discolored during childhood development. So if you didn't have this dark brown modeling as you were a child, as your adult teeth were growing in, you wouldn't get
0: it once you were an adult. So Dr. Science, what is fluoride? (laughs) Okay, so
1: fluorine is a chemical – it is a chemical. But fluorine is an element – so on the periodic table of elements – So it's the same as like oxygen, hydrogen, helium. It's, you know, an element. It is a halogen. So it's in the same class as iodine, chlorine, bromine.
0: It's like a salt.
1: No. Damn. So, a salt would be like. Yeah, I told you it wasn't smart. <laughs> so, a salt would be like, um, so like NaCl, like sodium chloride, would be a salt. It's, mm-hmm. that's like table salt or like potassium chloride or potassium bromide or something. I like love that.
0: the vision in my head I'm getting right now of all your listeners just nodding off in their cars and driving into guardrails.
1: <laughs> you asked me what fluorine was. That's
2: what I'm, I'm set doing. You I'm, up. I'm sitting here with a blank sear on my face. Science is not my thing. <laughs> okay. So, you
1: guys, I went to beauty school. She's <laughs> like, makeup is my thing. Um, <laughs> (laughs)
0: Can you help me with these
1: cuticles? (laughs) (laughs) So, all that you really need to know is fluorine is a, uh, is an element on periodic table. It's in the same class as like iodine or chlorine. It is in the, in water in like an ionized form is called fluoride, which Mm -hmm. is why we call it fluoride. Um, but it's just, it's fluorine that's been in a, in like solution. So, (laughs) what they also realized about the teeth that were modeled brown is that they were particularly resistant to tooth decay, which was kind of the new thing. So, even though they looked weird and they had sort of like some of them were like pitted even um they were you wouldn't get cavities in them so to figure out they were try to figure out what caused this um and a chemist who actually worked for alcoa which was a um an aluminum processing company came across this paper and was worried that it was gonna like End up looking bad for aluminum companies that they were like causing people's teeth to turn brown. So he went in and tested the water and um, came back and said that it was actually high levels of fluorine that were causing this uh, this tooth modeling and aluminum. Just fluorine. I just aluminium. Wanted to say,
0: aluminium. That's <laughs> what sound British. Um,
1: it's fine. <laughs> There'll be more aluminum talking Shout than out. you can say aluminum.
0: Shout out to all you British listeners. Yeah, thank you. Everybody in the UK. <laughs>
1: um, so the official term for this discoloration of the teeth is called fl- uh, dental fluorosis. Um, and the dentist began investigating. Basically, they wanted to figure out, well, if this is happening at really, really high levels, is there a level at which you can prevent the, you don't get the like discoloration, but you get the benefits of reduction in cavities Um, so they went back and forth and did a few experiments in in animal models and they ended up coming to the conclusion that around one part per million is the like ideal level for preventing tooth decay but not causing like modeling in your teeth yeah, that's so I
0: like the brown tooth threshold
1: yeah, Something exactly. Like that, yeah. So it's like 15% of people at that level will get slight fluorosis, but it's really mild. And it's more like, like, if you ever seen somebody, like a kid who has, like, white spots on their mm-hmm. teeth? Like, kind of white, like, marks? That's probably fluorosis. Like, that's mm-hmm. from high levels of fluorine. Mm-hmm. The history of fluoridation of a public water supply began in 1945 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh the city was chosen because it had a large population of school-aged children and the local water supply did not naturally have significant levels of fluoride. So the like in Grand Ra- or I'm sorry in in Colorado Springs when they originally found out that this they had high levels of fluoride in their water um it wasn't like it had been added artificially or anything like that it was coming from uh rocks. But yeah, so it was basically the the rock that the water was coming from was basically dissolving in the water and it had like fluoride compounds in it. And so that's what it was coming from. So basically they thought, okay, if, if we can go to places that don't naturally have fluoride in their water and add it back at the optimum level, maybe we can get these, these dental benefits from it. The experiment was approved by the city commission of Grand Rapids who discussed, um, basically with like three or four public health organizations determined if it was going to be If it was going to be safe, um, they had tests of like for kind of years ramping up to this where they would test the, um, fluoride levels in school children before. So they would have like kids spit in cups and, and test the fluoride levels before. What was in their bodies? mm -hmm, What their like baseline was. Um, so then they could see how much like if it was actually a significant increase in fluoride levels in the body and then see what the, what the outcomes were of that, what the health outcomes were of that. The experiment aim to prevent and even treat tooth decay after it happens. So it can actually, it can actually help fix cavities once they've started. It's particularly effective in young children with developing teeth. So as the teeth are growing in, um, is when you are, have the best bet of preventing tooth decay. So originally it was a 10 year experiment, um, and the results immediately were incredible. So by 1955, the rate of cavities in children born after fluoride was added to the water dropped by over 60%. In this era, tooth decay was incredibly harmful. So while now we can just treat cavities easily, you can fill them in. It's fast. Most people have, you know, access to, to dental health care if, if you can afford it in this country, obviously, but cavities aren't really seen as like a big deal. But if you just leave cavities, let them sit, you can get severe tooth decay that can um, lead to infection mm-hmm. in your mouth. It can also damage the nerves connected to the teeth and it can lead to Permanent pain or numbness of the mouth and jaw. It can lead to
0: jaw infections, too, which Mm -hmm. can actually travel to the heart.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's If you get an infection and it's left untreated, you can have severe side effects. So, like, I saw a video that was this guy being like, so why are we sacrificing our health? It's just cavities. That doesn't make any sense. But it's like, well, nowadays, cavities are not the kind of... Problem that they were right in the 50s, but in the
0: early 1900s, it would have been, yeah, you know, it's, it's potentially it was a, deadly or crippling.
1: It was a huge public health crisis, that's
2: and true. so that's what they were trying to do. Um, so I feel like I don't know, nobody goes, I don't know, because I know I don't like I don't go to the dentist like as often as I probably should, I mean, but like I feel like all. I like a lot of I think a lot of people don't go unless something like starts hurting, mm-hmm.
1: which is probably.
2: Yeah, probably it, not the best, but like at least if something starts hurting, like at least go. But like, when you were a then. kid and
1: your teeth were growing in, did you get? Did you go to the dentist regularly? Well, yeah, because my mom made me exactly. <laughs> so that's <laughs> like that's the that's kind of the time in your life that it's the most important but to go to the dentist. Now I just
2: kid. go if something hurts. Yeah, same. I never go to the dentist. I don't have a dentist. I'm in- like,
1: oh, well, something's wrong. Yeah, I don't have a dentist in Dallas. I should probably yeah,
2: go.
0: Don't listen to them. Get your regular checkout. Yeah, no, you really months. should. Get your teeth cleaning. <laughs> That's not good. Get
1: your x rays. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do that. It's not that expensive. The so, more you know.
1: Um, Actually, after six years of this experiment in Grand Rapids, the town that was being used as the control group because they didn't have any fluoride in their water actually demanded that they got fluoride in their water too because they wanted to see the health benefits. Um, So the experiment didn't actually end up lasting for 10 You're years. the white
0: teeth. Oh, a nice shade of poo brown they, no.
1: they
2: wanted fluoride in their water? Yes They're like, what do we want? Fluoride When do we want it? Now <laughs>
1: 1953
2: <laughs> Um,
1: 1953 <laughs> Not now Not now <laughs> But yeah, so basically a bunch of other cities wanted to hop on the bandwagon and, and add fluoride to their water Because a 60% decrease in cavities is, is huge
0: it's Significant, um, yeah
1: Yeah so by 1960, 41 million Americans lived in communities with fluoridated water. That number today is more like 300 million. Mm, yeah. um, think about 70% of America uh, it has fluoridated water now. Mm. Um, however, a vocal minority insisted that this was neither safe nor effective, and that it represented a vast conspiracy to poison the American people. So, the 1950s, when this was first taking place, was the era of the Red Scare. So, fears of communism infiltrating America and wreaking havoc were kind of everywhere. Right. Um, everything was kind of seen as like, well, what if this is a communist plot to take over America?
0: Well, mm-hmm. people in our own family were talking like that back in the 60s. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what mom was saying is that her mom was talk- going on and on about how fluoride was being added to the water because of the communists and right. like it was a mind control plot. My mom was like, she just only read Reader's Digest. Right. Like- <laughs> Her sole sources of information
0: were Reader's Digest and the National Enquirer.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm sure the National Enquirer was all over this. Oh yeah. Wait, so was that, I know it's obviously not real, but, mm-hmm.
2: but was it obviously, was it meant to be like a fake?
1: No, so it was, it was real concerns that people had. Okay. Um, and there are still like some, echoes of that today so obviously people don't really talk about like communist plots in the same way that like they do now like because you know it we don't think I just, the comments are coming for us or anything. Yeah, I just yeah, didn't know if that. No, it was never really presented
0: as like a joke. It was presented being true. Okay, so I, I didn't yeah. know if
1: it was meant to be like a thing, like the Onion. Yeah, no, it like, wasn't. It wasn't like satire. Yeah. Okay, but okay, so they wanted I just people. just saw
0: liberals think that you know Putin and Trump shared nipple tattoos or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, well, they do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Confirmed, but I mean, we've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it with my own two eyes. But so it. This was kind of the, like, line of thinking until in, like, I think it was 1965, the movie Dr. Strangelove came out. That's a Kubrick Cooper movie.
0: Yeah, it's a little closer to 1960, but yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, there was a character in it who was like, the communists are, are gonna poison us with fluoride and it's a mind control thing. And he was like, this big joke and it kind of faded after that. Like, that line of argument against it faded because it was so made fun of. Yeah. Um, and then they started kind of coming up with different, arguments against fluoride
0: (laughs) yeah a lot of things that were righteously ridiculed in the 60s and 70s have suddenly come back as you know a legitimate option
1: yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of that so something that anti-fluoride advocates will still claim to to this day um is that fluoride was given to both russian prisoners and people held in nazi concentration camps in world war ii um to dull their responses and make them docile so Mm -hmm. there's a like a
0: (laughs) Or it'll make you die silent. It doesn't make any sense. It's like it's
1: not a it's not a thing.
0: Yeah, don't give them opium. Just yeah. <laughs> you don't know that, Dana.
1: <laughs> so there's something that people say that like there was a, a recent uh, thing put on the ballot to take fluoride uh, out of the water in a town in Florida, and one of the guys got up and was like, "Well, the Nazis gave Jews fluoride in the ghettos to make them like yeah. subservient," but it's not. True, there's like, they've talked to lots of Holocaust historians mm-hmm. that are like, that's not real. They're like, why would they have even given them water? They're, they didn't give them any, they wouldn't water. give them food.
0: They starved them and shot them. That's how yeah. they kept them under control. Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's like, like, what the fuck makes you think they're going to give them water? Yeah, exactly. Like, why would they give them poison water when they can just... Kill them. Like, you know, it, it's just, it's like, it's not a reasonable thing to say, but it's something that still gets echoed in anti fluoride arguments of like, yeah, oh, nonsense. well, it was. It, yeah, it's just made up. You know. So in the 90s, those opposed to fluoridation brought up the link between the aluminum company Alcoa and the discovery of fluoride's dental benefits. So fluoride, along with other chemicals, is a byproduct of the aluminum refining industry. Um, and the chemists who figured out that fluorine was the chemical causing Colorado brown stain worked for Alcoa. And was invested in disproving that the aluminum industry was poisoning people.
0: Colorado brownstone. That sounds like it's something they get from drinking too much Oscar Blue.
1: Um, so, anti fluoride advocates. This
0: new Belgium's giving me the Colorado brownstone.
1: Wow. It's all craft beer. Gotta
0: switch to Bud.
1: So anti-fluoride advocates argue that the aluminum industry was looking for a use for its waste products. And rather than get rid of them, they convinced the government to implement fluoridation so that they could sell their aluminum byproduct. There are also claims that big dentists or big aluminum have,
0: <laughs> big <laughs>
1: <dental>. <laughs> have paid off researchers to claim benefits to fluoridation that are larger than actually exist. So I normally am like, yeah, corporations are bad. And like, I still think that, but There's not really any financial incentive to get rid of fluoride in this way, so Mm. the there's a lot more waste created than they could like reasonably sell, and it's possibly
0: put it all in the water without getting the old Colorado brown stain. (laughs) (laughs) And it's
1: the, um, yeah, so it's (laughs) not something you can like get rid of completely in that way, and it's like it's more costly to like have to transport it and stuff. Um, So it just doesn't really make sense is an argument um, and then also for the research as far as it being biased or paid off uh, there are lots and lots of large reviews and peer-reviewed journals and they check to make sure that researchers don't have conflicts of interest mm-hmm. and it like while it's theoretically possible that sure like somebody's been paid off and the journal's been paid off and so everybody's sure. on the take and it's all being paid for whatever there are thousands of articles that have shown like in well executed studies that fluoride is safe so you can't right. pay off thousands and thousands to, of people. It's safe to mm-hmm. ingest
0: in small amounts. Yes. Like one part per million is what you're saying. But like, is it effective to swallow it versus – like? Because I get fluoride treatments when I go to the mm-hmm. dentist. Every time I go to the dentist, I use fluoride toothpaste. I don't have any cavities. I haven't had any cavities since I was a kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, right. Damn. So there are there
0: – I go every mo- every <laughs> six months. <so. laughs> God damn it.
1: You were asking about like – Basically, is drinking water with fluoride in it more effective than? If
0: you're getting it topically applied versus, you know, ingesting it.
2: Well, I remember when I would go to the dentist and they gave me fluoride, they would tell me not to swallow
1: it. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can add, like you can put large quantities of fluoride on your teeth. And as long as you spit it out, it's fine. There isn't really it. So it seems like there's kind of contradictory evidence and I haven't been able to find like exact, but it seems like it's just as effective to use it topically. But if you get systemic fluoride, it, Fluoride will actually, like, express in your saliva and can – like, you can constantly have fluoride circulating in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've seen a couple things that are, like, systemic is helpful, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's necessarily more helpful than topical applications. So, like, countries where they don't use water fluoridation, but they do use fluoride-based toothpaste – Um. They still see reductions in cavities on par with what you see in places that have fluoridated water. Um, it's more like it's kind of an equalizer between, um, people who don't have access to dental health care and who, like, kids who are growing up and don't, won't, can't go to the dentist and don't have health care and,
0: like, folks in Malawi who can't afford toothbrushes, things like that.
1: Right. So, you know, although I don't know that they have fluoridated water, but, you know, like, uh, places like the U.S. where there is, right. Places like the U.S. where there's, big kind of economic inequality um it can kind of act to equalize things between people and prevent cavities in children who otherwise wouldn't have it so the if it's safe which it has been shown to be safe then it's probably then it's fine in small
0: small yeah so
1: in small in small doses so if you have a little kid like they say don't give them toothpaste with fluoride in it because kids don't have like a swallow reflex um that's as developed as a older child and so they might just swallow all the toothpaste and it can cause like fluoride's not gonna like whatever poison you kill you in like relatively small doses but the amount
0: that you would put on a toothbrush isn't gonna
1: yeah but if you you can like if you continually ingest it it can cause this dental fluorosis so it can cause like pitting in the teeth um it's usually white marks but if it's like Cause you, you're almost certainly not going to ingest the amount to cause your teeth to turn brown, but you might get like white kind of modeling on your teeth. Um,
0: so you polka dot teeth.
1: Yeah, pretty Party much. Teeth. <laughs> well, it's just Party like te- when
2: they say dogs like shouldn't eat chocolate, mm-hmm. but like my dog, my old dog, not Rufus, he got into like a whole chocolate bar. And, like, yeah. he was fine. You yeah. have to, like, ingest, this is why like.
0: Is Sarah's ex dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, one time when no, I was a kid, what? my He's dog. He's alive. I just had to give him away. Okay? <laughs> one time
1: when I was a kid, my dog ate my entire uh, Halloween candy and mm-hmm. he just shit all over the floor. But Pretty he was much. fine. Yeah,
2: yeah, you just have to ingest, like, an insane amount.
1: Yeah. yeah. To actually die from it. So. Still take yeah. him to the vet. But yeah, so <laughs> the traditional, like, way that people thought fluoride worked, um, and it. it probably does work this way at least somewhat is that uh the crystals that form in your enamel if you change if you add fluoride it changes the composition of the crystals to a harder structure and that's something that they think could be systemic like could come from bones developing because you're like consuming fluoride Mm -hmm. um but now it seems more like what the benefit of fluoride is is that it prevents acidification of your mouth and it okay. kills bacteria that would cause acidifying like products to be made so that can be done topically but i don't know so unless you consume a ton of fluoride it's gonna like give you diarrhea and make you sick but it like you're probably fine um probably
0: colorado brown stain
1: yes <laughs> yeah. so yeah I'm, just, I'm never is gonna like...
0: you couldn't beat me off that with a stick now thanks for
1: saying <laughs> that <laughs> um but yeah fluorosis is like not great like i mean you don't want your teeth to turn brown obviously um but that seems to be like kind of the only side effect, um, or the most significant side effect. Um, So what anti-fluoride believers say fluoride does uh, is a lot worse than that. So they say cancer, uh, lower IQ, infertility, all of these things that have been shown to be – I don't think cancer has, but like uh, lower IQ has been shown in several studies to be caused by fluoride, but the places where people are drinking – These fluoride levels are places in China that have, like, hundreds of times the recommended amount uh, of fluoride in the water. And so they're getting, like, poisoned by it. Like, they're having, Mm -hmm. like, acute fluoride poisoning versus something – what the argument in anti fluoride people is that it's something that's chronic and that consuming it over time it will build up in your system and i don't think there's really evidence that it works the same way
0: so that versus uh you know what we're doing one part per million or something yeah. like so that Yeah. so one part per million versus of parts per million of of fluoride that's being leached out of right you know.
1: yes yeah so it's it's a different
0: like mineral plants. Scenario,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, and and the places plant. like the I read so I read a bunch of journal articles for this because I was like I might as well get like actual scientific like evidence did of you, things. Did you web MD it? Yeah, I webmd it That's all I've done. No, I like because I have a, a library subscription <laughs> Put, uh, with school.
0: Fuckfluoride.com. And, you know, <laughs> I did go to the
1: uh, what's it called? The fluoride action league or something. I went to their website. Um Fluoride Action League. Yeah, and then I looked at this sources that they cited, the like mm-hmm. references that were journal articles, and read them and they didn't come to the conclusions that the anti fluoride people said they did. Oh, so it was like, well, fluoride's been showed to lower IQ, but when you actually read the article that was published Saying fluoride lowers IQ, they said this cannot be compared to places like the United States, where the levels of fluoride are so low that they're not measurable. Right, it's just in in places
2: that are doing like excessive. Yeah, so
1: it's like I don't, I don't like the idea. And then I also read a bunch of anti-fluoride things where they just didn't cite any sources at all. They were just like it causes cancer, and places with fluoride in the water have like five times higher rates of. Like infertility But it was like If you they don't cite MD'd it Yeah but I'm like If you don't cite any sources I'm not going to believe That you actually this, know What you're talking about
0: This peer reviewed study Said no collusion <laughs> so, Even yes. though they didn't Have anything to do with it
1: yeah exactly. it didn't say collusion yeah so it's basically i mean it's basically that i've just being like well this isn't what this paper actually said if you read it but if you're somebody who sees that it's from uh like what sounds like a reputable source right. and you maybe either don't have i mean because i had to use like i do use library credentials from my school to get right. in and actually get access to the article so if all you can read is the abstract then sure then that's what it says is that fluoride's bad or if you could only read the title um. So it's like you can say anything you want in like a scientific sounding tone, but if you're not giving this has the cycloidal
0: seal of approval on exactly. it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no, there was one that was like it was the it was the thing about the Nazi giving the Nazis giving Jews um fluoride, and it was like it affected a part of the neuro blah 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 system. Like it was said in like this very high level language, but I was like, it's literally made up. Yeah. Like.
0: They, I don't know. As soon as Godwin's laws invoked, just burn it.
1: Yeah, anti-science <laughs> you stuff, on. like, makes me mad. So, um, <laughs> basically what I, what I wrote is that when you're talking about concentration of something, it's really important. Like, dosage is dosage for a reason. So, if you take two aspirins, it helps the headache. If you take a bottle of aspirin, you die. Like, right. the amount of, Something that you. I take consuming. two vitamin
0: E tablets. It's probably not going to hurt me if I take a whole bottle. And-
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It's like they're.
0: I won't say color water brown stain. I'm. Oh God, just <laughs> done with that.
1: Oh, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like you know, we could talk about lowering the amounts that are in it. So, um, right now what the U.S. recommends is that uh, from 0.7 to 1.2 is the um, ideal amount of fluoride, and they're actually thinking about lowering that standard to saying just 0.7. Um, for everywhere. So, you know, it's slightly lower, but again, it's not like, it's it's not much. It's 0.7 parts per million. And then they've said in some places that like where places have natural fluoride in the water, they were saying up to four parts per million was okay. And now they're like kind of going back on that and saying, well, you should probably find a different water source or filter out fluoride sure. in the water if it's at that level. So, you know, there are, there are a lot of things in place to stop like, to prevent overdosing on it, essentially. Mm-hmm. So then there's some other arguments that I thought were interesting um, that have been made about fluoride causing issues. And this is the only one where I'm like, maybe this is something, and maybe this is something that can be looked more into. So there is a gland right in the center of your brain that is about the size of, like, a soybean, um, and it's called the pineal gland. And it produces melatonin and is known to control and regulate sleep cycle. Um, and then it also naturally produces DMT, which is the, like, psychedelic um, mm. that is found. It's produced when you're dreaming, basically, and, and gives you, like, it's what creates really dreams. Really cool, colorful think. dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also your initials. It is also my initials, which I think is kind of fun. I like those. Um, I, I always know somebody's like really into drugs when they come into my room and I, it was in college. I had a thing with like DMT painted with my initials. And if people walk in and instead of going like, Oh, that's your initials. They go, Oh my gosh. Why do you have a sign about DMT? I knew they were like, I was like, you, you do drugs, but yeah. So <laughs> there are like scientific reasons for why the pineal gland is important, but crunchier types say that it's the third eye. And that it's, like, it's what creates, you know, DMT. So it's actually, like, really spiritual and, like, acts as your third eye and as whatever. Um, And so the pineal gland naturally calcifies with age um, and has, like, from, like, the 1400s or I think the 1600s, when they first were cutting into the brain, they saw that older people had calcified pineal glands. So it's not something that is just caused by fluoride because it's been happening since before fluoride was a thing but it does have high concentrations of fluorine as compared to the rest of the body. Fluoride can contribute to calcification of the pineal gland. So that is real. There are some things that say that the pineal gland has, it's been associated with regulating sleep cycle because it produces melatonin. um, And it's been somewhat linked to like Alzheimer's. So people with Alzheimer's tend to have a more calcified pineal gland. I don't think that it's accurate to say that Alzheimer's is caused by this, but it could contribute to it.
0: Potential correlation.
1: There's a there's a correlation at least. Um so the dumb version of this argument is that the government is trying to block our third eye and prevent us from like <laughs> being enlightened and whatever. Like I watched this video of this guy and he was like, "Well, fluoride is just bad for you because they're they're trying to block your third eye and it's poison and the only way to get rid of all the fluoride in your body is you just have to stop eating meat because just, meat drinks it drinks wh- water I, 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 like,
0: I love these conspiracies because you know you've got a government that is like so focused on screwing you up that it will that will close off your third eye but it can't fix a fucking pothole on 635
1: <laughs> yeah no it doesn't make any sense you know
0: but let's close off your pineal gland because that's more yeah. important than my truck not losing its wheel. Yeah. Will well, it's also like it's a, a big thing 3-inch like, deep pothole.
1: The Illuminati's doing it, the new world order is doing it, like it's being orchestrated by the fucking Rothschilds, like right. whatever. Like you can go down this hole of it's all these different yeah. entities that are doing this.
0: Absolutely. Let's um, see if you had a podcasts that, that legitimize that stuff in their eyes, you would make a lot of money.
1: That's true, but those already so, exist. Yeah. And I can't I'm just
0: saying, you know, you could sell a book with, you know, it's loads true. and loads of bullshit in it a whole lot easier than you can sell the truth.
1: That is true. Um so buy my book coming out in uh, two months. It's gonna be called Why Fluoride is bad. By Dana. <laughs>
0: by Dana Rothschild.
1: By Dana Rothschild. That's by DMT.
0: Funny. By DMT. Dana Illuminati Rothschild. Oh they would
1: love that. I, I'm sure there's somebody that would be like, the correlation means that she's like in on it. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, so this is an interesting path to go down. Um, you know, maybe it is related to the pineal gland calcification. Maybe we do need to look closer into this. It doesn't seem like a reason to avoid fluoride altogether. If anything, it would be a reason to, Stop drinking fluoride, but not necessarily using it in, like, toothpaste and stuff.
0: Yeah. My – my after listening to what you talked about, my, my contention is that you don't necessarily have to have it in your drinking water. Mm-hmm. It's mostly top, a topical application. Yeah. That does it doesn't – but if you're living in a country where they just ain't a dentist around, you haven't got mm-hmm. a toothbrush, you can't get a tube of Crest. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Know, it's it's Put effective. it in the water.
1: I mean, it's like in the 50s, it did reduce tooth decay by 60%. Like – it is effective, but those margins are going down as dental care is getting better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not sixty percent anymore. It's right. like 20%. toothpaste
0: came onto the market in what, like the seventies. 70s the 70s yeah. Like that. Yeah.
1: Um, so this is like such a rabbit hole. So we've been talking about this for like an hour and a half. Like it's it's hard to like pin down exactly what this is because it's coming from so many directions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's like some legitimate Conversation around it. I don't think you should necessarily say, no, it's good. Let's not talk about it at all. Yeah. But there's a wealth of scientific information that shows that it's effective. There
0: is, and we should express all of it. And then all the folks who are driving, listening to this podcast, who are driving off of bridges, <laughs> you know, make sure that you're videoing that shit so we can put it on our YouTube channel and get lots of subscribers.
1: It's not that boring. It's interesting. It I is think in- it's interesting. It
2: is interesting. Um,
1: so, yeah, some of the, like, anti-fluorid argument comes from a, probably a place of, like, scientific concern. But a lot of it seems like it's people trying to make money off of, like, well, you need to buy my crystals because they're going to take the toxins out of your body. And you need to become a vegan because, like, vegan it, plants somehow don't have these, fluoride in them. Doesn't make any sense. You
2: need to use these essential oils. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. No, don't do that.
1: It's So it's like there's a lot of this that is overlapped with, like, the anti-vax argument. Of like the government's trying to force us to do things and blah blah blah. So like pretty much every anti-fluoride person says, "Well, this is giving a medical treatment without consent, and I didn't consent to have this medical treatment." Yeah. And this, done as a to
0: libertarian, me- I think you can make a pretty good argument against it using that.
1: Yes, as but a basis. here's why I think it's bullshit. Because we add iodine to salt because we don't want people to get goiter. We add folate to flour because it aids reproduction in women. We add vitamin D to dairy products so that people get vitamin D and it, because it combines with calcium to Mm -hmm. create stronger bones. Like, we add a lot of things to food that are like specifically to add nutrients back to the diet. Mm -hmm. And people don't freak out about those. So it doesn't really make sense that fluoride is like the same. Like literally iodine is like the same thing as fluoride. Like it's a different element, but it's the same kind of thing. Why are we so freaked out about fluoride and yet iodine salt is, like, fine. And so, I mean, like, in uh, France, they use uh, fluoride and salt instead of adding it to the water. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's also an option. And it's technically, like, you can control dose better that way. But if you get too much sodium because you're, like, trying to add salt with fluoride in it to get your fluoride, then you could uh get high blood pressure and then that's, pressure that's and its own stroke. thing so yeah. that was like why they went with water instead of salt like there was a conversation about that and that was like specifically the reason why they didn't because they were like well that's kind of contributing to a different health crisis which right. maybe we shouldn't do
2: it's because somebody told somebody else that fluoride was bad and gave them all these different reasons and then they went and told somebody else
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it just went from
1: there yeah it's I mean it's really just like it's it's something that people have been trying to make a thing since it was introduced in the 50s. And I don't think it's a thing, but it's like, you know, we like have more refined uh, scientific methods now. So if we can look back at it and and ensure that it's still something that's good for the population and and still works the way and it's still as effective as it was in the 50s and needs to be used, then I think that's perfectly fine. I think it's a little bit silly to be like, no, we can't investigate it, but – it seems like it's only anti-fluoride people who are saying that, like, investigation of it is being stopped. Like, i found a lot of journal articles about it that were, like, very much, like, huh, well, here's something that fluoride does that's bad, like...
2: Had the gold badge of approval. Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. I found things on, like, <laughs> nature.com that said, like, fluoride can be classified as a neurotoxin in high uh, quantities. Like, nobody's fucking quashing the resistance or whatever. Like, you just don't read, like... <laughs> I don't know. So I was most of it. I was like, okay, this is made up and bullshit. Which is why I'm like bad at doing conspiracy theories because I'm like, this is fake. Um But yeah, so uh, I couldn't like come at this from like a fun, like, what if it's true angle I blame because it's your not. Your
0: science background for that.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, this wasn't too boring, Sarah. Y- you thought it was interesting, right? Yeah. Okay. Normally, I will come back. Sarah, at wake it. up. I am yeah. the only reason I am
2: yawning over here is because i woke up at 7 a.m to write, to write my story,
1: story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no okay, it was I'll- interesting normally i would come back at you with uh, counter arguments but not with that one i'll come back at you with arguments for uh why paul mccartney is dead okay No, I want you to do that one, and then I'll I'll look up
0: life. It was the fluoride in Liverpool. (laughs) Yeah, it was was all the fluoride. He hasn't been dead since he was 13 years old. (laughs) He's replaced by a changeling.
1: (laughs) It all comes back around. Reference back to it it all (laughs) set
2: All right. It's my turn. It's Sarah's turn. Okay. So I am doing Ronald DeFeo Jr., Never the real him. Amityville Horror. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. okay.
0: Ronald DeFeo. You know what Feo means in Spanish? Yeah, it means ugly. Ugly, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Ronald of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I'd like to know where that town is.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ronald DeFeo Jr., he liked being called Butch, though, and he made that very clear in his, like, police interviews and stuff. <laughs> call Who me Butch. Call um, but I just refer to him as, like, Ronald or DeFeo. I don't call him Butch because mm-hmm. that's annoying. So yeah, this is the real Amityville horror. So Ronald DeFeo Jr was born on September 26th in 1952 in Brooklyn, New York, and he was the oldest of five children born to uh, Ronald and Louise DeFeo. Ronald Sr worked as a car salesman at his father-in-law's Buick dealership. He provided a comfortable life for his family, but he was kind of an asshole. Uh he was known to get in like hot-tempered fights with his family and lashed out at his wife and kids all the time and he lashed out at uh ronald the most uh since he was the eldest child he expected the most from him uh, he was also the target of bullies at school because uh, i guess he was a little oh, he didn't look overweight in his pictures but i guess as a kid he was kind Not of chubby. overweight yeah so he was bullied for that too did you see the amity bell horror Mm-mm, i don't watch scary movies they freak me out too much Dana.
0: And yet you're doing this podcast. And I really like fascinating. scary. Fascinating. I know. She likes hearing them.
2: She
1: doesn't I like, like hearing seeing them. them. Yeah, I, like seeing, like, gore freaks me out a lot. I cried whenever we went and saw Inglorious Bastards in theaters. Yeah,
0: and it used to break the necks of mice on a regular basis. And,
1: <laughs> I didn't break their necks. <laughs> I put them in a CO2 chamber and I let them fall asleep until they died. Wait, I'm sorry, what?
0: Oh, you didn't know this. You didn't know that she was a, a serial murderer. I'm not a murderer fucking murderer. No, I,
1: I did mouse uh, research. Like I use mouse models in school. So you're a murderer. Yeah, I'm a, mouse She's a murderer. murderer. I had to stop. I hated it. It was really uncomfortable. Like it's I, I murder. didn't like doing it. You murder. Then why did you do it? Um, because I wanted to get into college, and you have to do research to get into college. I switched over to flies. Like. Pretty fast. Yeah, cutting like fast up the flies
0: with not you know, didn't quite have the same effect. I didn't and
1: cut them <laughs> open. They're too yeah. small. I you just used counted to look them. at their
0: little testicles to see what sex they were, didn't you? No, they
1: don't. You don't, that's not how you sex a fly. You don't look you know? at their fucking penis. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't
0: look, yeah, you don't look for the male sausage or the wizard no, sleeve or anything. No, the girls like that. are
1: just bigger. Oh, okay. And the boys have a, a black mark, like a little black butt. Right, anyways, so.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on the tangent. And no, the boys have combs on their hands.
1: As
2: he got older, uh, he started retaliating against his father's abuse, and his family sought help from a psychiatrist, but he denied needing any help, and so they stopped taking him.
1: I mean, it's like, if, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that retaliating against your father's abuse is necessarily a sign of being like having psychological problems. Like, I get it.
0: it's too like. More about preventing psychological problems.
1: Yeah, but, I mean. Kick the old
0: man's ass and show him his boss. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, instead of taking him to the psychiatrist, uh, they replaced that. Um, with like gifts and bribes Including a, a $14,000 speedboat oh, Which your dad was very excited boats. about yeah. <laughs> Um, And they basically just hoped that these gifts Would help their son's behavior like, For just the better like would help my behavior Because
0: I would have never <laughs> fucking been around I would have just been driving around my speedboat
1: You would have driven into a freaking buoy and died <laughs> uh, Probably so but if I didn't
0: I'd be like Coming back once a week for gas Dad, gas money Okay bye Dad, dad,
2: bye, um, yeah, bye Just leave, leave But as you may have figured these gifts didn't help <laughs> <laughs> by the age of 17 ronald had started using lsd and heroin we- regularly Regular. I <laughs> love heroin. regularly he had also been expelled from school due-, due to his violent episodes um he was still being rewarded by his parents though he was given a position at his grandfather's dealership and re- oh my god given a position at his grandfather's dealership and received a weekly salary regardless of his work performance (laughs) or attendance i would love that he spent (laughs) he spent this salary um on drugs well on a new car well his parents bought him the car bought him a new car but he would spend his money like
1: on the car on the car
2: yeah mm-hmm. thanks couldn't think of the word mm-hmm. um guns drugs and alcohol hell yeah because marica
1: <laughs> i would love if my deranged son started buying a bunch of drugs and guns i'd be like yes definitely great <laughs> definitely gonna turn out well for me
2: <laughs> here's more money <laughs> here's more money buy more guns have fun love you uh, so as time passed his behavior got worse uh during a fight between his parents one day he actually pulled the trigger of a 12 gauge shotgun point blank range from his dad but oh the gun malfunctioned nice. <laughs> holy shit um and his father then ended the argument
1: <laughs> i mean so good choice probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> trying to
0: shut it down
1: oh my god and um, like did they respond to that by like doing anything to stop him from nope hey.
0: <laughs> well you know they're indulging with power boats and fast cars you yeah know? yeah not like they're gonna He'd call the cops on mm. him for yeah. Maybe they were just buying him fast. Off they probably
2: rewarded him even more.
1: Yeah, probably. probably. So. They're like, so oh no, give him more shit. Maybe <laughs> he'll stop trying to shoot at us. Yeah.
2: Um. So in 1974, he was 22 at this time. He became unhappy with his salary and began thinking of ways to embezzle money from the dealership <laughs> nice. that his grandfather owned. Oh yeah. So that October, he was given the task of depositing over twenty thousand dollars into the bank. And he planned a fake robbery with his friend and promised to split the money with him. <laughs> so the plan actually like went smoothly until the police came and questioned him. He obviously denied it and he got really pissed off that they were even asking him about it. He's so, like, why would you think that I would do that? <laughs>
0: so you, you said this is the Amityville Horror, but it sounds like the plot of Fargo right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> Also a good movie. So Ronald Sr. began to also suspect that his son had done this, but when confronted, Ronald's junior threatened to kill his father again sounds about right yeah so so at 3:15 a.m. on November 13th, 1974, Ronald DeFeo shot and killed his entire family using a 35 caliber Marlin rifle. He entered his parents' bedroom, Ronald DeFeo senior who was 43 and Louise DeFeo who was 42 uh, were found lying on their stomachs having each been shot twice. Ronald then entered his brother's room. Uh, Mark, who was 12, and John Matthew, who was 9, had each been shot once and were also found on their stomach. Lastly, DeFeo entered his sister's bedroom. Dawn, 18, and Allison, 13, had also been shot once and found facing down on their stomach. So this all took place within 15 minutes. Ronald then showered and got ready for work. Uh. He gathered his bloody clothes and the rifle, dumped them into a storm drain, and got to work by 6 a.m.
0: Oh, my gosh. Kiss mom and dad goodbye.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so... He sure locked
0: the door before he left.
2: <laughs> so once he was at work, he called home saying that he didn't know where his father was or why he wasn't at work that day. And around noon, he said he was bored and left work to go hang out with his friends. <laughs> in, in an attempt to secure an alibi, he told everyone he saw that day that he had been unable to reach any of his family. And at 6 p.m., I I saw a couple different things. I saw that at six o'clock, he like called a friend and acted surprised and said that someone had broken in and shot his family. I saw another report that said around six, six thirty that he like barged into this nearby bar and was like, That's the one I've heard. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. was like, Hey, help. Like, yeah, someone broke in and same thing. Just he Mm -hmm. broke. He like went into a bar. Yeah. So a friend of his, uh, contacted authorities and when, They asked Ronald if there was any one that he thought may have been behind the murders. DeFeo said he thought it was a possible mob hit by mafia hitman Louis Fellini. And he said that Fellini had a grudge against him from a deal that had been made between them at the car dealership. Um, But actually... He said that Fellini was the one who had robbed him of that $20,000 mm-hmm. that he was putting in the Smarks. bank. Tie it back in. So yeah. that's why he was kind of, that's when the police were kind of like, mm, that's mm-hmm. weird because we're pretty sure that was you. <laughs> yeah, need that $20,000 <laughs> hit, you know, to make that, that
0: horrible arty <laughs> sex film. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, he said, DeFeo said that he had been up late watching TV and that since he was unable to sleep, he left for work early. And then that's mm-hmm. when, that's when somebody must have like gone in and shot his family. Um he was then placed under police protection while they attempted to find the culprit. Uh however, DeFeo's story fell apart pretty quickly.
0: It was that that, that <laughs> smell of gunpowder and blood, you know, it <laughs> was emanating from his body.
2: So when the police went to search the house, they found an empty box for a 35 caliber Marlin rifle in DeFeo's bedroom. Mm. Like whoops. Didn't hide the fucking box. Missed a spot. So apparently yeah. he had like a stash of guns because mm-hmm. he was just I like he was just buying them constantly yeah he's mm-hmm. buying drugs guns and alcohol hell yeah um so they also noted that everyone uh was in the same position in bed and mm-hmm. they were all still in their pajamas so it just made more sense that the murders happened early in the morning which means that ronald would have been there when the murders took place
1: right yeah, it didn't happen to like, 7 a.m. Or they would have been, like, up getting ready. Right. Yeah. They were
2: all in their pajamas, all, like, facing down mm-hmm. in their bed. Uh, so when the police questioned DeFeo again, he changed his story and said that Fellini had actually come into the home, mm-hmm. put a gun to his head, and drug him into each room as he murdered his family. Yeah.
1: If- <laughs> That's why my footprints are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. That's why my fingerprints were everywhere. He, he used my gun. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: and maybe put my hand on it so my fingerprints would be <laughs> uh-huh. all over that.
2: So eventually DeFeo cracked and said, once I started, I couldn't stop. It Ooh. went so fast.
0: Yeah, it was like potato chips, you know. <laughs> uh, once <laughs> you pop. You can't just kill one.
2: <laughs> uh, so DeFeo's trial began on October 14th of 1975, almost exactly a year from the day the murders took place. Uh, William Weber, DeFeo's defense lawyer, tried to plead insanity. I got confused because I accidentally wrote, tried, tried.
0: Tried, hmm. <laughs> tried, try, so plea bleep. <laughs> and then, duh, duh.
2: Uh, He tried to play insanity. DeFeo claimed he heard voices in his head telling him to kill his family. Uh, there was another article that said he thought he was uh, possessed by Satan.
1: mm That makes it a better ghost story.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Dr. Daniel Schwartz was the psychiatrist for the defense. He supported DeFeo's claim, saying that he was neurotic and suffered from disassociative disorder.
0: And the house was sitting on top of an Indian graveyard, so case closed. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: been disproven. Oh, <laughs> uh, the psychiatrist for the prosecution, Dr. Harold Zolan, proved that he suffered from antisocial personality disorder and was aware of his actions, but was motivated by his self-centered attitude. So on November 21st, 1975, Ronald DeFeo Jr. was found guilty on six counts of second degree murder. And on December 4th, he was sentenced to six consecutive sentences of 25 years to life. He is being held in Greenhaven Correctional Facility in Beekman, New York, and all of his per- all of his appeals to the parole board have been denied. But he's still alive? Mm-hmm. Wow. So he's almost like 70 years old today. Mm-hmm. Um, so all six victims were found face down in bed with no signs of struggle, and it didn't seem that there were like any sedatives administered or anything. So this led police to be very confused as to how no one was woken up by the gunshots. Mm-hmm. Uh, no neighbors reported hearing anything, and no silencer had been put on the rifle. So then police uh, were thinking that there were possibly more than just DeFeo like committing the murders. Tests were done by police, and it proved that the gunshots from that rifle could be heard at least a mile away.
1: That is weird. So yeah. it is very like, why would the neighbors have heard?
2: Very it? weird that none Mm -hmm. of the family members even woke up yeah um
1: mm
2: -mm. but i
1: mean it's like he could have just been like get on your stomach like he could have been like if they were scared or something been like get down well it also said somewhere that
2: they were all that they had all been asleep like when it happened and they were all shot point blank range but
1: yeah we all asleep i don't know i don't know that you could tell that i don't know i mean if your eyes are closed i guess yeah
0: I don't know, maybe. Well, all of them face down. I mean, is that a family trait that everybody they, like, sleeps? They sleep like right, on their Yeah, that's, what it, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds to me like maybe they were told to turn around. Yeah.
2: Could be. You know, yeah, that's possible.
0: Flip over, and check for bed bugs, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just don't look at me. Yeah. Uh-uh. Let me shoot you. Well, especially if it's right. your family
1: too, like that you might not want to look at their faces.
0: Oh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's a good point. We'll about that. Uh,
2: throughout his time in jail, he has given many inconsistent stories on how the murders took place. At one point, he even said that his mother was responsible for it all, which the police didn't even. Well, totally there was so a shitty
0: time I mean, power boats, fast cars, money for drugs. A cushion <laughs> I hate you, mom you and dad. I know you folks suck. I'm going to kill literally every one of you because you just give me all this shit and yeah. make me so happy.
2: Right. Um, yeah, the police obviously didn't take that yeah, one they're like, seriously. Nah. They are like, mm, no. On November 30th, 2000, he claimed to have planned the murders with his sister Dawn, who was 18, and two friends. He said that they planned to kill their parents and that Dawn had uh, – he said that they planned to kill their parents, like, quote, out of desperation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was because of, like, the constant fighting or, right. like, the way their dad treated them or what. But either way, like, why would you – Kill your mom. Like, I don't – Yeah. I didn't see, like, anything that reported sense. her yeah. being yeah. a shitty person. Uh, that they planned to kill their parents and that Don had killed the two younger boys to eliminate them as witnesses. And I guess this wasn't a part of their plan. So after seeing that she had done that, he said that he became so furious that he knocked her unconscious onto her bed and shot her in the head.
1: But that doesn't – yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would they all have been on – like, because the other sister was on the bed too – Right. So then, where would she have come from? Like, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Mm-mm.
0: So, well, neither does killing your whole family with it.
1: Well, family. yeah, but I mean, like, at least logistically, you can do that.
2: <laughs> um, but original reports show that there had been traces of gunpowder found on Dawn's nightgown, indicating that she could have discharged a firearm. Hmm. But
1: she also could have been shot with a firearm at close range. Mm-hmm. But she was. But I don't know. <laughs> no, it is weird. <laughs> It does. I mean, it seems like the the story as we know it of just him walking around is kind of like missing something.
2: Right. Reaching the supposed accomplices that was with them was not possible because one died in January of 2001 and the other one had been placed into the witness protection program. Mm.
1: For something else? Probably. Probably.
2: I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. It just said that they'd been. Yeah. Some, I just assumed it was something with this. But yeah, maybe for something else. Yeah. So just over a year after the DeFeo family murders is when. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's when the AC came on. It's when the stop. AC <laughs> came on. Uh,
2: just over a year after the DeFeo family murders, George and Kathy Lutz purchased and move in, moved into the home with their five kids, which George and Kathy Lutz are the ones who were portrayed in uh were they were they the ones in like the 1970 amityville horror I, or was
0: it sure. or was it the DeFeo the family ones, no the amityville horror was the people who came in after
2: okay yeah so the lutz family was the one who you you've never seen it but they're the ones portrayed in i know like, of it yeah the amityville movies like I, ryan reynolds was in like the newer yeah the Craig newer T. Nelson, one. i
0: think was the dad in the, in the original one.
2: okay yeah. yeah i saw the original one i'm just i tend to like the- Unless I'm
0: conflating it with something <laughs> else, which I may very well be doing. I
2: tend to yeah. like the newer all horror movies. kind
0: of seem the same to me, to yeah. be honest.
2: I tend to like the newer horror movies yeah. better just because I like the special effects better.
0: That makes I- sense. is. I'm certain I'm going to screw this up and lose my friends.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> so, George and Kathy Lutz uh, purchased and moved into the home with their five kids. They fully knew. Um, did like, she what take it her happened? Headphones off? It's just. To back, <laughs> no, I'm you're sorry. good. Uh, yeah, uh, the realtor told them everything that had happened in the home, but they said that this was their dream home. Uh, They probably got a good deal on it. So they bought it. And um, George Lutz, this is when, like, it was, like, very, very soon, like, almost immediately, as soon as they moved in, is when they claimed things were happening. Mm -hmm. George claimed to have woken up at 3.15 every morning, which was seen in the movie.
1: When which is the time that the people Which were is shot. the
2: time Ronald DeFeo shot his family. Um Kathy said that she had seen cloven footprints in the snow. Hell
1: and yeah.
2: Missy who wasn't was- a deer, I'm
1: sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Missy, who was five, said she made a friend named Jody who was a demonic pig. Right. Hmm. Nice. Um, Jody De- Jody DeFeo is seen as a young girl in the newer movie. Is there a Jody DeFeo in the 1970 version? Uh, I don't, I don't see remember. I DeFeo
0: in there, but um, I just for the record, I was completely freaking wrong, and uh, I was conflating it with Poltergeist. Oh, okay, and, okay. Uh, because they're to me so similar. And <laughs> there was no little you that's know, that's snowy fair. TV or anything like that. But there was a little girl, right? Yeah. James yeah. Brolin was the dad, and it was the Lutz family. So uh, yes. thank you, Google. Yes.
2: <laughs> so Jodie DeFeo is seen as a young girl in. Uh, the newer Amityville movie. However, Jodie DeFeo was not a real member of the DeFeo family. And just after 28 days, the Lutz family fled the home, leaving all their belongings behind. And they actually sold them in an auction. They sold everything in an auction from, like, another location. Like, they did not go back to the house. So the address was changed from 112 Ocean Avenue to 108 Ocean Avenue, and no hauntings have been reported since. Um, So it was disproven... That it. The
0: whole Indian The
2: whole Indian modest. burial ground was mm-hmm. fake. Um, there's a lot of stuff in the movie. <laughs> Obviously, it's a Hollywood. They're gonna, but it was also said that the Lutz family, um, embellished, embellished a lot yeah. too. Right,
0: right. Um, and there was a lot of fluoride in the water in Amityville. <laughs> they yeah, did live right great.
2: by a lake. Um, they did have a, he did have a speedboat. That's how they got away Ooh, in the movie was nice. the speedboat. It was like a little. It wasn't really a speed, It was like a sh- little shitty like pontoon boat. Yeah, it
0: was kind of like a little shitty power <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, But yeah, in the movie, it's uh, there's like green ooze like leaking from the walls, right. and there's this it. like secret like dungeon like in the back of the house, and uh, the little boy goes to the bathroom at one point, and he sees this just like. Red like demonic face, and he like runs back. So definitely a lot of things that just like
1: got added in. That got real, yeah. yeah.
2: I don't remember much about the 1970 version. This is I re- I remember vaguely like some green eyes like in the bushes. Jodie Defeo is the um friend that the girl that the little Lutz girl made mm-hmm. in the movie um who got her into like all kinds of trouble. Like she was seen like uh. Talking to Jody like in her room and uh, Jody at one point convinced the girl to go up to like the highest point of the roof mm-hmm. and like to jump off because Jodi told her that she could fly. Mm. And then the dad has to like go up and save her. So Jodi was a little girl in the movie and a demonic pig. Is in, what in quote unquote real life, but like yeah. there was never a Jody Defeo, <laughs> so.
1: right? So it's like that's not really coming from like the actual story, no. What happened? This is
0: what in 1979 would have passed as a true story. <laughs> what I've heard this is movie.
1: like, or like what I've seen people say is maybe, maybe there was something with like there was some kind of bad energy around the house, and mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe the father was like dabbling in the a- occult. Yeah, that's been said. Was becoming like abusive towards the family, right? And they like kind of blamed on the house and like came Mm -hmm. up with stories to like put the blame off of him. But he was actually like abusing the family, and they just a monster. Yeah, Yeah. like I've heard that kind of said that like it's definitely for the most part been
2: like pushed off, mostly affecting like the dad. Yeah, Who will be like quote unquote
1: possessed or yeah, but like like, hearing voices, like beating the shit out of his kids. Yeah, like that's. Not – like, it doesn't have to be a ghost. Like, yeah, could have just been like that. So, it's
2: kind of weird in the sense that they – like I said, it never, like, seems to possess anybody else. Nobody else hears voices like they supposedly see things, mm-hmm. but it's always the dad that – Yeah. I don't know that I buy hears it. the voices or is possessed or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But the Shining, Poltergeist. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poltergeist, it was uh-huh. the little
0: girl in the snowy TV.
2: Right. But, yeah, that's the real Amityville horror. Everything else is uh, –
1: Tacked on for yeah. shock value, effect. Um, shock yeah, nothing value. else.
2: Nothing else has really been uh, like reported after the Lutz family moved out. It's, the house is sold for a lot of money a few times over the over mm-hmm. the past years. That's kind of surprising, um, honestly. For like eight hundred and fifty thousand oh, dollars. Um, I don't know if it's occupied at the moment, but I want to drive by it. Yeah, that'd <laughs> that'd cool. Cool. I want to tours it. at
0: this point. <laughs>
2: that would be cool if they did
0: tours. It's in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'd State. be cool.
2: I have a whole list of like places from horror movies that I want to visit.
1: She got um, engaged <laughs> at the Stanley Hotel. I
0: did. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Up in
1: Colorado. Yep,
2: at Estes nice. Park Stanley Hotel. Oh, that's great. We were... Uh, With the twins, your
0: bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we had been... Uh, I think it was it was the first time we had visited Colorado and I was like, Stanley Hotel, I wanna go there. Absolutely. And uh Chase had been like walking around all day, like with this fucking ring in his pocket. <laughs> and I didn't like when we first got to Colorado, he had his little backpack and I was I was like unpacking my stuff and they were sitting down and I grabbed his pack backpack. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna like put your stuff up. He like bolted up. He was like, No, like grabbed it from me. I was like, What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> he had the ring in his backpack and um like, okay. We were, walking all, we were walking all around Esses Park that day and he was trying to find a place to do it. And then finally he just like did it there. He was like, I figured you would like this because you're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went on a ghost tour of the Stanley and it was super cool. But I'm going to tell that story another day. Yeah, that needs to happen. That's fantastic. <laughs> it was cool.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you to my dad for – Being our co-host, yeah. Thanks, today. Thanks for having me. I just really
0: appreciate you putting up with me and uh, not worrying about my (laughs) weird body noises.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, Kylie's not here. I feel like we never said that. Yeah, it's probably implied. i Took
0: Kylie's chair, and I feel kind of bad. Although it's warm, and I'm happy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she had to. She had to go. She's fine. But yeah, no, she's not. We killed her. We killed her. She's gone. The real Amityville horrors that we (laughs) murdered Kylie. Really,
0: we're trying to find a good place under the stoop with the body.
1: (laughs) Um, please rate. Our podcast and review it on iTunes. And that would be really helpful. Um, it helps like the the podcast go up in um the algorithm for searching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it helps us show up in search results, which is cool. And it is cool. Um, yeah. Please so just
0: download it a shitload of times. And,
1: yeah, and just keep listening to listen. it over and over just and just over and over again. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please follow us on Instagram at Death Actually Podcast, Twitter at Death Actually. We are on Facebook, Death Actually Podcast. We have an email address that you can email us if you have any questions or comments. Check Um, out
2: our website. It's deathactuallypodcast.com.
1: And we're deathactually at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.